I assume you have your own wine cellar. Pierce does. And it's... Ha-ha! <laughs> Anyone can have a cellar. It's what's in it that counts. Pierce's has a special gym with swings and saddles. Uh, we don't, we, we don't discuss the special gym. Good morning, Greendale. Uh, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. We didn't decide who was going to say it first. Today, we're talking about Community, Season 2, Episode 20, Competitive Wine Tasting. Now, I bet the reason we didn't talk about who said it first is we're still in the middle of the Dean's PA announcements class. It's true. Yeah, we're we obviously, we're, pay, we're paying our ten dollars an hour to take this class, and we, you know, we, you know, it would be great if we just ended the PA announcements and retried them. But you know what? Sometimes you gotta keep just p- talking through the announcements. Yeah, there's no take two on PA announcements because they're made live. It's true. Just like this little, podcast. Little known fact: this whole podcast is a P, uh, PA announcement. We never edit and we never do second takes. And we We're never add music after the fact. We're just it's that all, good. We do it live, including this great shuffle for outsourcing mics bits it's funny the, the the music is live actually for outsourcing mics bits because ben figured out that because you know you learn a lot in pa announcements because i'm learning so much from the dean on how to do these it's, good amount good announcements it's true now here's time for the good shuffle that ben can't hear i don't know if that came through on the recording <laughs> I, yeah, Discord kills it for me. So every time, soon to be Discord brought to you by Microsoft. Anyway, wait, what? <laughs> Microsoft is trying to buy Discord for ten million dollars. Doggy, doggy, what now? Okay, continue. <laughs> we can talk about it after outsourcing Mike's bids. <laughs> I know the answer to this already. Okay. Uh, for both of us, and it's the same answer. What's the longest you've ever waited in line for something? And what was it? The answer is the COVID vaccine. Done. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, we're in a we're in a uh, metaphysical line for it. Right. Um, if you want to talk about uh, actual lines for actual things, um, like actually standing in a line. Okay. Um that's a good question i don't know because i forgot what it's like to go places and do things what is a line at this point what is a line i i I will say that i once waited in in line but not standing up so we sitting down um if i remember correctly it wasn't the day of the xbox 360 uh release but it was uh one of those days similar to what we've got going on now with the xbox series x and Mm -hmm. the ps5 where you had to like wait and try to get it there was a reshipment at walmart in christiansburg virginia the the local walmart to blacksburg uh because the christiansburg had all the mall stuff including new river valley mall love that mall sometimes you got to go to the mall anyway so i was at walmart and i basically got there at it, it might have been release day now that I think about it because I went to the Christiansburg Walmart and sat in the the customer service section in the back, which okay. was in the back for some reason. Uh, I remember the long walk once I finally got it. I got there, I think, at like 5 p.m. and they were re- releasing them at midnight. I must It must have been uh, uh, a the day of. So I'm sitting there waiting for it and and there's just tons of people trying to get the Xbox. And I think I was like the sixth in line and I was the second to last one to get one. And I felt real bad for people behind me, (laughs) but I got there at five o'clock. I spent seven hours. Mm -hmm. I think I was, well, if it was Xbox 360, I think I was in college at that point. So I had the time to waste because in college, (laughs) there's a lot of time to waste. I miss having that time to waste, but you know, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. It's true. Um, I so I it's not an actual line, but when when the Wii was big and mm-hmm. they were hard to come by, I was trying to get one and it was it, like I said it wasn't an actual line. Uh somebody had gotten a tip that maybe the local Target in my town uh was going to have some in stock. And so a friend of mine and I 
basically did like a stakeout in his car in the sure. Target parking lot. Like we went, we went to, because uh, we had no idea how much of a line there would or would not be. Like some people in some places were like overnight line camping. So we got there. No one was there. Um, and we were like, okay, well, let's go to IHOP, I guess. And you know, then, a normal place. Uh-huh. And then uh, we came back and still no one was there. And so we were just like doing like basically a cop stakeout in the middle of a Target parking lot. Just like waiting for Target to open. And then by the time it opened, there were like four people there and there wasn't even any wheeze there. His tip was bad. Bad um, tip. You got to have the good tip. And it was disappointment, but at least we got some IHOP. So, at least you got some IHOP and some cool, cool stakeout sunglasses, I'm sure. Uh, or binoculars. I mean, yes. Was it binoculars? It, it was binoculars. I mean, you can't have a stakeout without, without binoculars. Exactly. I mean, I have a second. Real. I have a second line story that makes me sound okay. deranged, and I'm happy to share it. Uh, me and Stacy had just started dating. Um, and I wanted to go uh, to the midnight release, I believe, of uh, it was an NCAA football game because I am okay, uh-huh. always on brand. And this was when I was in high school. Um, I believe I was a senior, so must have been oh, uh, NCAA football 07, I believe. For I'm pretty sure at this point it was PS2. Um, so I had my friend, uh, Sonia, drive me to Stacy's house where Stacy dropped off cookies for me um through her u- upstairs window it was it was like a rapunzel kind of nonsense <laughs> um and then we drove and stood in line and uh got free uh stood in line at software etc in the Christian, the New River Valley Mall again has to be in uh-huh. Christiansburg Virginia uh-huh. um and they gave us surge um Okay, so 90s. Mm-hmm. So I drank Surge while I mm-hmm. waited in line to pl- to buy the new NCAA game, go home, use use Virginia Tech to beat Virginia because that's my first game with any college sports game, mm-hmm. and then uh, go to sleep because I was, you know, it was at that point two o'clock in the morning and my mom yelled at me. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say came home uh, and immediately used the bathroom because you had so much Surge. Anyways. Oh, I'm Let's, sure that was there too. I I am not a man that has a good uh, uh, sir, uh a serviceable bowel system. I mean, and it's we're talking surge here, so you know that's surge already does like good, it's Dutch things to people with good bowel systems. Season two, episode two, competitive wine tasting. Uh, <laughs> it is the last day <laughs> to sign up for spring electives, and uh, there are some jokes about uh different classes and uh my favorite being annie saying that she uh started to take uh introduction to jokes class and then uh she but she dropped out before uh the the professor had only done setups right and not punchlines uh and she's like and the, the professor was so old everyone leans in but the punchline never comes it's it a good is, little subversion uh-huh it's it's very good um and so um Britta and Troy are taking the actor inside because their dancing classes suggest that that acting would help with with the uh emotion part of dancing mm-hmm. gotta tap into um, that emotional core uh Jeff and asks, also foosball was full yes Troy says he's on the wait list and Abed's like don't worry stay on that wait list I was waitlisted for uh, this class a critical analysis of who's the boss <laughs> can I just say the how amount- much <laughs> I love the idea of a an entire community college class that is a an analysis of an 80s sitcom sure it's it's like uh the the analysis of cheers that you're going to be uh, uh teaching at our local community college soon <laughs> um i would and then whenever call it... a student walks into class late you're like norm so yeah, I would do that, and then also uh, on every exam, because like you gotta, you know, there's a, a spot for your name. I sure. would, uh, I would call that uh, field. Everyone knows. Everybody knows your name. Um, 
And then I would, I would, fill what, I would automatically, I would write in every student's name because I know their name. I know everyone's name because it's sure. cheers. And then so they Wait. would get it and it'd be like, it would have their name on it because everyone knows their name. I thought you were about to say everybody. <laughs> I thought you were you were saying that everybody's name is Cheers, so you just write Cheers in the name. <laughs> uh huh. I would also like to point out I'm a bad professor, so it's surprising um, that no one's hiring us to teach these classes. You know, it's it's really easy to know everyone's name when everyone when you just legally change the entire class's name to Cheers. So <laughs> when you legally, ch- sometimes you gotta change the name. Look, the the uh, the form you fill out legally gives me permission to change your name to Cheers. So <laughs> it was you, you know you should have read on the, the fine print. Mm-hmm. You should have looked on the back. Um, Jeff is taking Italian wine tasting, and Pierce is taking it as well. And then they bicker. I don't know. I didn't really want to write it down. I wrote that down. There's a lot of bickering in this episode. Honestly, I don't want to deal with it. It's just bickering for bickering's sake. My my notes in this episode are actually uh pretty short because there so we've got we've got the three plots where uh Jeff and Pierce are taking the wine class and Pierce meets his his bride to be and Jeff is mad about it. Uh <laughs> so we get that plot. I feel like Jeff is mad about it is most plots of community, but go on. It especially when Pierce is involved. Uh, we get the Britta and Troy in the acting class plot, and then we get the Abed plot. Um, Shirley conspicuously absent again, by the way. She's asking what to take and then never gets an answer and then just disappears. (laughs) Um, and Annie basically serves to just yell at Jeff. So that's basically what we've got for all the characters in this episode. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the Jeff and pierce plot is basically them yelling at each other a whole bunch and um i don't i I, my notes on it are basically non-existent because so i i love community and i think i think that (laughs) my favorite part of a of a defense is look i love community (laughs) look i love the thing i'm about to dump all over um (laughs) exactly but I feel like 20 episodes into season two, I am just a little bit over Pierce and Jeff bickering at each other. Um, so yeah. I wrote down almost none of it. So, <laughs> yeah, I wrote down some of it, but not as much as some would want me to, I'm sure. Because I don't want to deal with it anymore. I don't want to like, pl- I don't want to point by point talk through the way that Jeff is insulting Pierce and then Pierce insults Jeff back. It's tiring. It's it's old news. We got to move on. Do some new things. So yeah, they they go to the wine class. Uh, there is a young Asian woman there. Um, her name is Wu Mei. She's mm-hmm. played by Michelle Krusiek. I do want to point out that uh, when Pierce comes in, he's a little late. He gives Jeff a bottle from his private label at Hawthorne Manor from 2009, which says in Italian, and I Google translated this, you get more beautiful after every bottle, which is... Oh, good. Excellent. Definitely great. Um, I I did do some research, though. Jazzalinko on Reddit speaks Italian and says the Italian may be, quote, the most grammatically wrong sentence that they've ever read. excellent so so the scholars are still out on this one so yes uh Wu Mei played by Michelle Krusiek who I I uh, she has been in a lot of very big things none of which I have seen uh like some Star Trek and some uh there were some other things in there um she's when like I, 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 looked I, her I, I recognize before. so many of the names uh and I'm like haven't seen that haven't seen that haven't seen that Sure. Grey's Anatomy. Weeds. Haven't seen monk. that. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen... Well, and I did see Monk, but I don't remember who she was. Anyways, it's beside the point. The important thing about her her, uh, her as an actress and uh, is that she she studied English and theater at Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. Go Hokies. Excellent. You did it. So... Uh, I did it. I looked it up beforehand and saw that and I was like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. And look at look at me getting Virginia Tech in the podcast for no reason, especially after they lost in March Madness. So 
they are immediately both gross about her oh, because they they are just like, well, here we go. Gotta gotta hit that. Yeah, it's a competition about like who's gonna take their shot and who's gonna win. It's like I I, I am I, I I'm a soft boy. I'll take I'll say that, and I just don't like this like objectification. It's awful. You know, they they decide they're both gonna take their shot. Uh, and, uh, Jeff, Jeff, much like Hamilton does not throw away his shot because he sits down and he says lingering scent, full body, perfect nose. And she's like, ah, yes, uh, it's a very good wine. And she's like, I wasn't talking about the wine. And then much like Hamilton, he gets shot down. It's true. Spoilers. She, she tells him that he's, she's not interested and takes, asks him to take his weird haircut and stupid grin and go sniff another dog's ass. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a plot point that uh, she is uh, speaking with a a uh, heavy like Chinese accent, yes. and uh, yeah, he uh, Jeff comes back uh, after getting shot down. Um, unlike Alexander Hamilton, who you know just died. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he he you know, comes back, just dies. You know, maybe, you know what? This would be an interesting, Although you know, you know, it would be very interesting plot point if Jeff just died here. <laughs> I was going to go the other way and I was going to be like, you know, though, what if Hamilton came back like Jeff Hamilton to the sequel? Um, I'm it, sorry. Hamilton's Hamilton out for to revenge. the sequel. We both okay. had different takes. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest one we've ever done. So, yes, he reports his failure. We cut to acting class. Uh, Troy uh, is coming up with stage names. Trevor McGoodbody or David. Trevor St. McGoodbody. Oh, I'm, oh, I was so excited to get so, to the David. I have it written down correctly in my notes. Dang it. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say Trevor St. McGoodbody. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. David implies that you are cut like michelangelo's david Ooh, i mean well i mean you see donald glover in the show and and in other things that he's done pretty handsome also i just realized i accidentally made a triple pun uh because michelangelo's david he is he is cut because he's fit he is cut because he is a statue that Uh was uh, chiseled out of marble and he's cut because you can very clearly see that he is a circumcised individual we did it (laughs) the trifecta we did the triple the triple crown we did it we got the triple pun finally this podcast has ascended to new heights new heights of unlistenability troy (laughs) checks out britta she is in a full body black skin tight number and Mm -hmm. she starts stretching and he is very suddenly like hold on a second like you can see the the, you can see the britta is sexy gears a turning in his head he calls the class a drag and then sees britta doing this is like less of a drag this is when garrity shows up our our favorite uh i love professor garrity he's He's so so good. good um he's like everybody form a trust circle around me sit down on the floor what's a trust circle it's a circle form former circle it's it's so good this small little detail is just so good that it's like he's it's just a circle just sit down he goes on this whole thing about how acting basically comes from pain uh which is it is a belief that that some people and even some actors uh think is a thing uh it is not so much a thing but you know that's fine um and so he has garrett share a deeply painful memory and garrett gives this whole thing he's like i'm on the playground stop taunting me i just want to go on the swings good (laughs) early childhood is a treasure trove of pain that happened this morning <laughs> it Garrett does strike me as a character that wants to go on the swings, but a lot. Just like mm-hmm. if it, it calms him, it centers him. It's like his mm-hmm. meditation, and the fact that he is taunted. I am creating a a a, a, a head cannon for for Garrett, but I just I I, I think it, I think it makes sense. Like he, there's a lot him. there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a it's a meditative state when you're on the swings. You're one with the momentum of the. Now I want to go on some swings. 
The swings always made me very nauseated as a child, mm. and yet I kept I, I kept doing it, and then I'd be like, oh, I feel just so awful, and then, mm-hmm. w- and, and like, you you know, you eventually put two and two together that it makes you not nauseated, and then you still do it, and then it's because you're a kid, and kids are dumb. Right, kids so, are dumb. I always liked the swings, but I was always, you know, I we were part of the generation. I, I think we were both part of the same generation where there was a, like, uh, there was some kind of thing on Nickelodeon where a kid had gone... Like a, Inside a, Out Boy. Inside Out Boy. The Adventures of Inside so Out Boy. You go all the way around he, he, that swing, he swung you go over inside the bar out. and he turned inside out. So 100% terrified of that as, as, <laughs> as, as a kid. Just want to say that. So I'd go... But I, I was good at it. So I would go really high and I would go up. And I'm like, I'm going too high. I'm going to go inside out. Oh, my God. I can't do that. And then I'd slow down a little bit. I'm like, but I do kind of want to do a weird, cool jump off guy. So I go back up again and then I get scared about being inside out boy again. I I have a lot of issues about that, actually, now mm-hmm. that I think about it. You know what they say? Pain makes for good podcasting. According to Nickelodeon.Fandom.com slash wiki slash inside out boy. Inside Out Boy is a claymation character that appeared in five shorts. He was only in five shorts? No way. I feel like he was they omnipresent. They replayed that all the time then. Appeared in five shorts between commercials on Nickelodeon that originally ran from 1989 to 1993. These shorts later aired on Noggin in 1999. The first short tells a story on how an ordinary kid became who he is. He goes on a swing, then after swinging too high, went over the bar and his body flipped inside out, making him inside out boy. To kids, he's a superhero with his inner body parts exposed. It grosses out adults, making them jump away and scream in the process. I I I gotta say, I'm an adult, would scream in the process. Uh, Yeah, I would also... I do like the... He's a superhero with his inner body parts exposed as opposed to dead... Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what you were so afraid of. You could have been a superhero to kids. I I I feel like I knew that he would be he would in real life be actually dead. Like I think that must have been it. Okay. Also, like if you look at him, his heart is super exposed to attack. Oh yeah, no, you could you could you just, could you murder could take, that um, inside out boy. Uh-huh. It would be pretty easy. It would, it would also not what be happened hard. to his ha- what happened to his clothes and hat? In the before <laughs> shot, he's got he's got a shirt and pants and shoes and a red hat mm-hmm. and and glasses. And when he comes out the other side, he still has the glasses, but none of the other right clothes that is, that, are those in him now. Yeah, that was it. Was going to be easy for me to say they all went on the inside, but he is still wearing the glasses. That is true. That is a true point that you have made here. Um, Thanks for tuning in to our deep dive into Inside Out Boy. I hate the um, phrase deep dive into Inside Out Boy. I hate that. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, Troy has no trauma. Um, <laughs> certainly he, not about Inside Out Boy. He, certainly not. Certainly not about the swings. Uh, he's like, it was, you know, I, I was, I was a high school quarterback. Uh, it was, you know, very hard being popular. Everyone groans, and Garrity's like, "All right, who's next?" And Vicky starts talking about how she's she's ignored and invisible, and and feels like you know no one's really listening to her. And this is when Troy interrupts her with, "Quote: My uncle put his finger in my no no." Um, some some immediate things happen. Garrity is like, "This is where acting begins," which again. No, uh, <laughs> no. This Britta, is where therapy begins. First off, yes. Britta then immediately holds Troy's hand, and so not only is he doing well in class all of a sudden, but he's got the attention of Britta, who he realized ten minutes ago is very sexy. Let me make it clear, though, because this is an audio medium, and I don't know if you're putting it, cutting in Troy's or using mine. He is making this up very clearly in the show. He is like, oh, yes. he thought about what he was going to say to try to get the attention and, and fit in. Um, and this is what he chose. Meanwhile, in Who's the Boss class. Uh, I love for- that that's what we're going to call it. The Who's the Boss class. Because we yeah. are never given anything else. Uh we are introduced to Professor Sheffield, played by Stephen Tobolowski. 
mm-hmm. uh, who's a notable character actor, uh, particularly from Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. He's he's quite good. He's quite funny. Um, he asks a simple question: Who was the boss? And there's a few seconds, and some people chuckle, and then Abed raises his hand, and it's like Angela. And then Professor's like, ha, well, class is dismissed, I guess. All right, calm down, calm down, calm down. Uh, the answer is not that simple. Few are. And then Abed kind of like takes this and is like, well, that's the way I see it. So I love the who's the boss class plot because of how serious literally everyone takes it. Right. Professor it Sheffield takes it super serious. Abed takes it super serious and the students in the classroom take it super serious. Like everyone is all in on this same idea that this is a legitimate class at a legitimate community college. And I love it. It's, it's true. You know what? From the classes that we've seen at this community college, this is probably the most standard feeling class. I mean, look, this This is already critique class. This is already better taught than Spanish 101 Correct. or anthropology. Correct. Like, this is one of the best classes we've seen. Um, Agreed. It's. I think it's even better uh, than the acting class that we've seen. It's more structured than pottery. Right. It is uh, uh, less of an old man's short pro shorts agenda tool than, than billiards was. <laughs> Forgot um, about the shorts. How do I always forget about the shorts? I choose shorts. I choose shorts. Shorts. Son of a bitch. You magnificent son of a bitch. This might be the best class we have seen at Greendale Community College. I will say thus far. Yes. Because we do get ladders at some point, and that is clearly the best. I want to take ladders. I I have a feeling. I, I remember uh, looking at my Chrome bookmarks bar, book boy, <laughs> my Chrome bookmarks bar, and I, for whatever reason, I have uh, saved in that bar ladders. The classroom community. I do not know why. <laughs> no idea. That's awesome. Later on in the study room, Abed is reading the whole book for the class, which, by the way, Professor Sheffield wrote. He literally wrote the yes. book. He wrote the book. On and he's who is it. the boss on the show, who's the boss. That means he's the expert. It's amazing that they got him. He's maybe the only expert on such a ridiculous question, but that's fine. I want you to put a pin in that one for later. Abed it says it's, it's fine. It's a page turner. Uh, Jeff tells everyone that Pierce refused to drink Pinot Noir because he was thought it was French for black penis. Now, I want to point out, Pinot Noir is delicious. I do enjoy a good Pinot Noir. And we um, are in Oregon where they make wonderful Pinot Noir. Come mm-hmm. to Oregon and drink our Pinot Noir, which is definitely not French for black penis. We spent the whole Patreon uh, uh, bonus talking about Trader Joe's and shilling for them. So why not spend our actual podcast shilling for the great uh wineries here in the great state of oregon Mm -hmm. i would agree if you work at uh, an oregon winery uh go ahead and send us a couple of bottles and we'll talk about them here on this podcast that's clearly about wine we might be very drunk by the time (laughs) we have because we will we will drink the bottle and then do a podcast about it you know what they say about this wine from oregon is real good <laughs> That's what you um, can expect if you send us some wine. Everyone wins, uh, except for the ex- listeners. So, ex- especially us, though, because we get wine. <laughs> we get wine. So, Abed. Well, okay. So, yeah, Pierce. <laughs> we got to back up to get back in the show. Pierce is also not there. He's running late. And Troy is the one who announces this to the room. And Britta immediately jumps to it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. Abed notices this is a mess because Abed is a it, noticer. It's what he, he does. He He's a watcher. I agree. Uh, but Pierce does come in with Wu Mei and they are getting married. Yeah. They decided uh, like 30 minutes into their uh, little date that it was, they were meant for each other and mm-hmm. they're going to get married. Yeah. Pierce tells everybody about yesterday after wine tasting class where he complimented 
her breasts. I that was my take on it. <laughs> it's Pierce's take on it, that's for sure. Fair enough. And they started talking after that. And Pierce has been to China many times to visit the Hawthorne Wipes factory. They're the number one toilet in, in Asia. Put a pin in that one. Yes, indeed. So Jeff immediately thinks that this is a, either a green card scam or she is after his money. So while he is giving this whole speech, uh, Annie does say something about you wouldn't understand it because it's romance. And I do want to call out his line of don't preach to me about romance, Annie. I had a three-way in a hot air balloon. I want to call attention to that because that sounds awful. Yeah, it like, does sound bad. Um, 100% awful. I'm, first off, not enough room. I'm already going to be a little bit nervous. And, you know, this, this is just me, but I'm already going to be a little bit nervous. Solo in a hot air balloon. Okay, I was wondering where we're going with this first. <laughs> having, having sex with one individual mm-hmm. uh, in a hot air balloon sounds absolutely perilous. And now sure. you're tossing in... Another person? Right. No, thank you, sir. That sounds terrible. There's questions about the room, like how much room there is. There's the question about the the terrifying heights that you're in. There's a lot going on, and none of it, to me, uh, again, I I can only speak from my own perspective. Not Mm -hmm. a lot of that reaches romantic for me. Yeah, not, not only not romantic, not sexy. Not sexy, not romantic. I There is a way to have a hot air balloon that is romantic. There's probably a way to have a hot air r- balloon that is sexy, but not that way. Uh, so For Britta, the romantic one, I'm thinking a lot of candles, a lot, a uh-huh, lot uh-huh. of rose petals. Just just mm-hmm. cover that thing with rose petals. And but what not about the, the sexy ro- one? Right. What about the sexy one? Yeah, what oh. what is your what is your idea for a sexy hot air balloon? All right, I, this one's this one's a special one. Okay, stripper pole. <laughs> that that okay. that one's for free, everybody. You can just go okay. ahead and do that. Put that stripper pole in that hot air balloon. Uh, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> Britta is being really affectionate to Troy. Like everything Troy says, she is just fawning over him. She is like assuring him that that uh you know his emotions are valid and and uh, you know he's fine he didn't he didn't cause problem everything everything's don't, fine don't take on jeff's pain tend your own garden things like that and abed of course notices this and asks about it and um he's like you know britta is attracted to men in pain nothing good can come of this and Troy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll I'll put a stop to it. Yeah, he I'll, says you know. he's gonna have to think real hard about how to defuse the situation. And then we smash cut to acting class, where Troy is acting out the interaction between him and his uncle Lionel. My emotions, my emotions. So also, this is this is now at least day two of this acting class, and so far all they've done is tell terrible stories about terrible things that have happened Mm to them and act them out now there is acting here i barely act this is just yelling fair that's that's a good point uh the homework is to drink a glass of cognac in a bathtub and that sounds legit Mm -hmm. it does it does tell me that that's going to give me a lot of perspective on my acting talents Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm um, after class, Britta tells Troy that she's seeing a whole new side of him. And Troy's like, I, everything is dark and darkening. And then Britta kisses him. Yeah, she just goes right in for it. Like mid speech about pain. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it is. Britta is pretty broad strokes here where it's like, yeah, she likes pain, but not in the sexy way. Uh. It's yeah, it's about as sexy as a three-way in a hot air balloon. So it's true. We're gonna keep coming back to that one. So keep uh, keep a pin in that one. Apparently, I I really want to coin the phrase as sexy as a three-way in a hot air balloon <laughs> because everyone's gonna take that a little bit differently. Yeah, right. There are gonna true. be people who are like, oh hell yeah, that is sexy," <laughs> and then there are people like me who are like. That sounds like a nightmare scenario, uh-huh. in which case I think I'm going to die the whole time. 
Right. And then when I land and tell people that I was terrified of dying the whole time, they'd be like, but at least you had a three-way. And I was like, no, because I was screaming the whole time about how much I was going to die. Now, isn't danger just another way to amp up the sexual tension? Uh, Not at 10,000 feet, Mike. So... (laughs) In the study but then you could join the Mile High Club in a hot air balloon. Look, I'm from Colorado. I've already had sex at a mile high. So anyways. Well. <laughs> I, you don't need I to get on an airplane. I never to, thought about that. You don't need to get on an airplane to join the Mile High Club. Just do it in Colorado. So. <laughs> what a great slogan for your home state. Yeah. You know, there's uh, uh, so many other great slogans and why not just you know do it in colorado yeah mile hires do it in colorado um well there is virginia is for lovers which is always colorado is for lovers at a mile high so there we go. <laughs> we're just stealing your your thunder mm-hmm. uh which we can do because we're so high up that thunder right. is up there yes, and we it get it sure first. is yeah mm-hmm. that, that's, that's how, how that works that's how science works <laughs> that's how science works and how colorado or virginia weather works Jeff is asking Wu Mei about Pierce uh, in the study room, uh, and uh, he's he's like, so you know, I'm a lawyer, so if you have any questions about all the paperwork for a green card, and she's like, oh, but, you know, I'm I'm already a, a dual citizen, that's fine, and he's like, oh, well then, you know, I'm sure you've got like a prenup, and she's like, yeah, we've got one, but I'll just have my family's lawyers take care of it. It's fine. We have to we protect, have to protect our, family. our family fortune. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is when Je- Jeff is stumped, and it's like, it's nice and talking to you. And Annie's like, why are you grilling her? Yeah, Jeff is Jeff is just really obsessed with the idea that she's after something. Uh, yeah. Which, beca- spoiler, she is, but also Jeff's motives are not really yeah. true. Right. They're, it's not like Jeff is the good guy here. In fact, in this Jeff plot, I would say there are no good guys or or Not anybody. Really, everyone kind of sucks. Maybe Annie. I can't tell. Back in Who's the Boss class, my favorite class, it, uh, Abed comes in to talk to the professor after hours, um, and he's like, you know, he's like, I think there's something you overlooked, and they they get into this whole thing about who knows more and i do want to call out he has a chart uh labeled who's the boss episode conclusion domination index plot okay uh just because i like charts and graphs and like i really like the idea that you know you gotta you gotta chart who was the potential boss over time because who's the boss ran for many seasons uh watch it have been like two (laughs) It ran for eight seasons. Holy crap. Uh, that is that is two more than our poor community show got. But there it was ran no for, Who's the Boss movie. There, not until we make it. <laughs> um, quick, get me the number for Tony Danza. Screw Tony Danza. We can get Alyssa Milano and then we can just do a Fuller House thing with it. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Nailed it. Okay, I, would, I would much rather work with Alyssa this? Milano. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pitching a Who's the Boss remake. Oh, crap. There is, I will say that uh, the Wikipedia says that in August 2020, a revival slash sequel of the series was announced. Okay. Original well, stars that- Alyssa Milano and Tony Danza are attached. They took my joke. Then that, I was, I was going to ask their if joke. I should... Uh, use the official podcast Twitter account to tweet at Alyssa Milano and be like, hey, we've got an idea for a Who's the Boss uh, remake. Uh, hit us we up. Could, we, could still send, <laughs> we could still do that and say, we've got a great idea for one of your one uh, uh, Who's the Boss episode remake episode where you're the boss. I don't know. Um, so- <laughs> I've never watched Who's the Boss in my life. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it's a whole chart over eight seasons uh, about who is the potential boss. Uh, I didn't take a screenshot or anything of it, but like one one person very clearly had dominance throughout. Mm-hmm. So I wonder um, if it's Angela, and then Abed's uh, it, uh, conclusion is foreshadowed. 
Yeah, I don't know. I should I should get an actual screenshot of that um, mm. and, and look at it. The uh, Professor Sheffield is like, look, I am not a fan. I am not a groupie. I am an academic. Uh, and they exchange some words about, you know, keeping an open mind. And and uh, the prof- professor is like, I just got a wonderful idea. Why don't you teach the next class? That way you can share your open mind with us. And Abed's just like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, he doesn't see this as a challenge. He's just like, okay, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, he's he's already ready for this. <laughs> he's like, like, I've been planning. Uh, we go to uh, Pearson Wume's uh, engagement party at the really nice restaurant from our discussion of my dinner with Abed. The exact same restaurant. Like they got the set set up and then they're like, well, we got to use it while we can. Two episodes back to back. Let's go. Fancy things. Jeff offers his sincere congratulations to Pierce and hopes that she can handle his future dementia and his current incontinence. So sincere, probably not correct, but fine. He says sincere. That means it's right. I do like that uh, there is a uh, quick line by... Troy, where he's like, it seems like just yesterday, me and Abed dined and ditched here. Just in case you forgot that this was the same fancy restaurant. I didn't realize it was the same fancy restaurant until he said that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because they have they have like all the tables laid out differently. And so like I would have never noticed. Yeah. And then he said that. I was like, oh, it is the same. I I didn't notice you're looking for it. Yeah, I didn't notice it until after when Jeff is coming out of the bathroom and everything's back to somewhat normal. I'm like, oh, okay, clearly, yes. Yeah, so they're all sitting down. Shirley's finally back, by the way. She's at this uh, We, we found her. <laughs> we found her again. Um, I do feel like sometimes Community is like an episode of Where's Shirley, uh, where uh, you're just like, where, where'd she go? She was there in the in the pre-credits. Right. She was there. Now she's not. Uh, Chang is eating a smuggled-in wing and then has Jeff hold it. Did that make you want a chicken wing? Because it did make me want a chicken wing. <laughs> no, it did not. Uh, not it not made... one from Chang's pockets that <laughs> he smuggled in. Um, Good. Just like a normal one. <laughs> you know, a normal one that hasn't had Chang fingers and pocket all over it. Right. Uh, no, uh, but I could see where you could do that. Um, Jeff needs a napkin because now he's holding this smuggled in wi- half-eaten wing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Jeff has had or uh, Chang has had him hold it again. I'm j- that okay. I'm j- I'm just very confused at the whole interaction. Chang, I gotta let it go. Uh, Wu Mei hands him a moist towelette, and Chang reveals that Red Dragon is the translation of Wu Mei's middle name. And Jeff sees that the towelette is a Red Dragon wipe, and then pulls out his phone to do some research. We are all sitting down to the fancy engagement party dinner. Uh, and, uh, Pierce gives a speech and he says, uh, you know, drinks are on me. Uh, just, you know, go for the cheap stuff. I don't want to get cornholed on the bar tab. And Britta is immediately like, you can't throw words around like that. Pierce's immediate reaction to being challenged on a word is to just basically repeat it, repeat it louder and repeat it more pointedly. Um, and then Brittany yells out in a crowded uh, engagement party. Cornhole. 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 Pierce, Troy was molested. <gasps> yeah. Cool, it's, it, uh, also, I do like, want to say that for a long time, you know the game Cornhole where, where you throw the bags? Yes. Mm-hmm. I 100% thought it was a offensive name for a while after seeing this. I was like, oh, crap, what do I call it? Like, is it beanbag <laughs> thing? Like, how do I... Co-? And I didn't realize, like... Is it beanbag thing? I mean, I, I, I keep... I, I, so I'm Even now, I'm like, is it, is it kind of offensive, right? But then I, but then I don't think so. I, I'll call it sack toss. <laughs> um, I mean, it's one of those things that, like, I think it, it's it can be like uh inappropriate and it's sort of designed to kind of be inappropriate but like you just you just do it um, i'm gonna go ahead and call it sack toss because i know sacks are good all sacks are good anyways um i had a friend uh who was really, really like his whole family was really into that cornhole game mm-hmm. uh and they would have like huge tournaments and and stuff um and so pretty much any 
like gathering at his place would involve uh cornhole and honestly pretty cool like it's it's kind of a fun thing like it's a definitely an easy game to play while you're drinking a lot of beer yeah minimal physical activity but you're still like up and about and moving around you can kind of socialize between turns and whatnot you can also get really competitive about it it's pretty much like the perfect uh physical activity for me yeah you know what when you're describing that i'm like oh dang should i buy some right when we when we get uh when we get vaccinated which i just signed up for my vaccination literally while uh recording this podcast and it all got cut out um some of it got cut out we'll see how much it was after you should we should uh, get some cornhole stuff and then you've got a backyard and we should play some I, cornhole i do that'd have be, a backyard we will have to we will have to clear it of dog poop uh cool you or, will have to clear the dog poop and well, i will get to reap the benefits or we could not and we could play a second dangerous game called <laughs> don't get poop on the sex <laughs> my favorite part about that is that i didn't realize i was saying that and then my wife came in and looked at me like i was insane oh well the unfortunate thing is immediately after scheduling my covid vaccine uh you killed me with that uh with that line i am now dead it's it's unfortunate i guess i'll just have to take that somebody else have to take that appointment so yeah uh anyways um oh yes this is when britta yells at the joy was yeah britta immediately yells at pierce which on the one hand uh very good for her um for like well yes 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 i said on the one hand you got you can't you can't interject until i have shown what is in the other hand Okay, I've that's, seen that's what's in one hand. Show me the other hand. hand. I want to see what the other hand has. In one hand, in the first hand, I'm not done talking about yet. Very good for her <laughs> uh, uh, to to stick up for Troy, who she knows uh, is suffering in this moment. On the other hand... Here it is. When someone trusts you with a secret such as Troy's... You cannot go blabbing it aloud to an entire table full of friends and family at a fancy dinner place and just be like, yo, Troy got molested. Right. Uncool. Even if it turns that out to be That was the other untrue. hand, mister. Let me cut Ben off before before he finishes I, and everyone a, that thinks that he's like that britta was, a, was, ro- britta was no, right that was active listening friend that was not cutting you off that was active we're gonna have a fight about me active listening on this podcast all i'm saying is i said there was another hand and you didn't let me get to the other hand <laughs> i was trailing that yes off to allow the ramp up for the other hand it, I, it was more of a collaborative listening kind of discussion on, on the one hand, you are you are correct. You are doing active listening. On the seven other hands that I suddenly possess, um, I'm sorry, Goro. Oh on the on the on this hand, this what mannequin the f- hand. <laughs> Look, you can. I'm le- what the. F- I literally, I literally pulled a hand out of nowhere <laughs> on the video feed. <laughs> I. I have a mannequin hand sitting and, on my and, desk. And it's not. Um, it's, you you definitely pulled it out of basically nowhere from next to me, but it also was like terrifyingly, like blindingly white mm-hmm. under the current lighting, and it was ju- on the seven other hands. At, wait, hold on, and then pu- pulls a random. Who does that? <laughs> That's First the up, best. Who has a mannequin hand that close that he could pull it up on a video argument? That's one of the best sight gags that will make no sense. Um, oh my lord! And also, I just made a fire Goro joke, and yet uh, on the other hand, I cut off that joke by pulling out a mannequin hand and one upping you. So it's true, I did get one upped by the one upper. Anyways, uh, yeah, Britta screws that one up. It's not great. <laughs> um, We've summed Troy, it all up. Troy looks really awkward, and he's like, "Yeah, so about that." I wasn't so much molested as I made it up. And um, he says, we're going to laugh so hard about this later. Everyone I don't think so. is just awkwardly silent. And that's when Jeff bursts in and he is like, so it turns out 
that uh, you know this this lady is uh, her family owns re- the Red Dragon uh, Towelette Company, and they're trying to do a hostile takeover of Hawthorne Wipes um, because her company, her family's company, company is the number two moist towelette in, uh, in Asia. Mm-hmm. This was all part of a scheme, mm-hmm. and he goes on this whole thing, uh, and he is like making a big deal out of it and then Wu Mei immediately shifts into a a more american accent which uh is implied to be her actual speaking voice yeah and she's like very impressive veronica mars you learned how to use google uh he, he she also tells him to stick it and that he sucks and leaves and this is when abed pulls out his phone it's like hold on one second and plays a record scratch out on on one of his apps the problem with an app like that is you're always going to be too far behind on right. that. Literally what they showed. <laughs> they were uh-huh. they were showing that. But it is very funny that in the the it's not like it just kind of happens. Abed's like, "Hold on." Like it's very very funny. Um uh Jeff comes back from the bathroom after some some time has passed a little bit. Uh, everyone except Pierce has left uh, either to go home or to have a catch-up fight at, with Chang at Jeff's place. Um, and and he Jeff wants to get going before they play Monkey Drop, um, which he doesn't want to elaborate on, and asks Pierce if he wants to come. I kind of want him to elaborate on it, but I bet I would probably uh, regret that decision. I, I feel like we had a discussion about it with uh, uh, with poop already. So, uh, so yes. Um, anyways, um, Pierce is pissed. Is, yeah, Pierce. Pierce is really mad because he's like, "You destroyed my relationship," and Jeff is like, "But she was using you." And he's like, "Look, everyone uses people." I I was happy. I liked her. And um yeah, he was Jeff, using her just to get her company in the sack. Jeff insists. He's like I was trying to help you. And Pierce in one of his few uh very prescient moments um uh is like I think what you're doing is to trying to prove no woman could want me. And then he walks out. Not I mean, that is supported by the text of the show. Uh-huh. Not wrong. Not wrong. Um, we go to acting class. Uh, Troy starts to apologize to Britta, and she says kissing him was a mistake. It'll never happen again. Um, and then she tells a story about her ex-boyfriend, Pablo, I believe, who accused her of only being attractive to a certain kind of guy. Um, he was really high on paint thinners, though. So he was hard to understand. And Troy suggests that maybe someday she'll fall for a guy who's normal. This scene is interesting to me because uh, it is very much just being like, yeah, Brit is attracted to broken men and sort of acknowledging it, but also not really doing anything about it. Um, like, cause she's straight up like, yeah, my, my ex Pablo, who was literally forging religious relics, um oh that's right (laughs) told me that i was attracted to like and she's just like yeah this guy who was really messed up told me i'm really attracted to messed up dudes weird also i was dating him because i was attracted to him right yeah Bridget doesn't have a whole lot of introspection in this moment which is interesting um either way garrity comes in and it's like who would like to begin and troy's like i'll i'll start with a confession I, I know. I, I, I wasn't molested by my uncle. I know. I'm bummed about it, too. I want to be interesting. I want to fit in with the acting group. And Garrity slow claps. The pain of not having enough pain is still pain, young man. I like Professor Garrity, but it's uh, still... Um, he's still on his crap about... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate the super meta joke of, that may sound like an easy resolution. And it is. We're not writers. We're actors. The only thing that matters is our time in the spotlight as it slowly zooms in on him with him well lit in the center of the frame and Uh just has his face. It's such a tremendous visual gag. I love it. We go back to the Who's the Boss class. We it's sort of the end of class. Abed is wrapping up his dissertation, basically. 
Uh, he has extensive diagrams all over this giant chalkboard. And he uh, wraps it up by saying, And so, by all known definitions of the word boss, i.e. one with authority over another, in nine of 11 known possible fields in which one might teach, employ, guide, oversee, and or otherwise hold dominion, the empirically provable answer to the question, who's the boss, is... Angela Bauer. Abed takes his seat and, and the professor's like, class dismissed. And everyone just kind of sits there and he bangs the table. He's like, class dismissed. And he's like having a breakdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is his life's work. And mm-hmm. Abed just proved without a doubt that Angela was the boss. Yeah. Uh, as he leaves, Abed tells the professor that there's a path you take and a path untaken. The choice is up to you. Sheffield pulls open his desk drawer to find a gun, but then pulls it out a little bit more to find a copy of, an, of his analysis of what's happening called what was happening and starts to read it. Yeah, the the gun misdirect is a very dark shift all it's of a, a sudden where it's just like shift. because they pause on it just long enough to be like, what the hell? And is then this, it's like, is this network sitcom going to kill somebody like show suicide no it cannot right and, and then, it wasn't um, it was about what's happening yeah um we go back to the study room uh troy is still really into acting despite all of this uh we find out he's gonna ad- audition for professor garrity's all black remake of uh fiddler on the roof uh called fiddler please i really like boy howdy the two of us are not well equipped to discuss this specific thing um i would love at some point just to show this section to front of the podcast emma and get her thoughts (laughs) and just like splice it in right here just so she can be like what the hell very good um jeff has gotten Wu may to come back and uh actually talk to pierce and he's like look you know I think you guys might actually like be good for each other and and you know you I think you owe each other at least one dinner. Right. And that's they have it. so much in common. They're rude, deceitful, racist, coming from moist wipe dynasties. It justifies at least one date. Wu Mei is like, you're paying, and he says, You're dressing slutty. And they're like, fine. And as they're walking out, it's like, how about Mexican? And she says, Thai? They're like Chinese Mexicans. So obviously, already off the top, they are Just, both, in fact, pretty racist. They are very much so, yes. Match made in heaven. Oh. Uh, and... <laughs> As they walk out, Jeff just kind of stares at them, walk off, and we cut to the tag, which is a uh, a clip from Fiddler Please, where <laughs> Troy uh, is the lead. It, Troy is the lead, and it's hard it. to be Jewish in Russia, yo. Um, yep, and he do- <laughs> even does like a, a beat, and then's like dreidels. Uh-huh. Someone drop an Old Testament beat. Uh, it's a wild tag. I really, really think Tema, it's one of two things that this is like very funny or very problematic. And I am not equipped to determine which one it is. But what we are equipped to determine is great. This one is, uh, so we, uh, I, I did a little bit of research and collaborative or not collaborative comparative analysis with some other places i went to the wikipedia article and saw what av club said uh basically and it and it referenced that this was like kind of going back from kind of the uh the spectacle the parodies the homages the things like that and kind of into a character study and i i agree with that and i think it's interesting um it it just doesn't work a ton for me i think the the pierce sub story is kind of like it, no one's, and I, I, I understand that just because there's a story doesn't mean there has to be a good guy and a bad guy, but just mm-hmm. nothing for the Jeff Pierce story makes me say, okay, like everybody has their own motivations, which is great, but I just don't feel pulled into it because I don't really, everybody's being terrible and I don't really want to jump in. Sure. Um, and I know that we probably have a difference of opinion on that, but I'll let you hold it on to grades. Troy's story is f- 
interesting i there are funny parts of it because you know don glover is such a wonderfully creative uh line like an actor physical comedian like vocal comedian um it is an interesting kind of view into Britta of how like almost instantly somebody shows their vulnerability and she immediately wants that um Mm -hmm. i find that very interesting as a character although it is definitely something that can get flanderized and i believe did um in some of the later stuff um and then the uh, abed story is there just kind of be a little funny um and it mostly works the weird gun joke was uh you know it 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 it's it's super dark it's super uh-huh. dark i don't even know if i could say anything else about it it's super dark for this one like almost throw off character to literally have a suicide joke in the middle of it it's just odd it's just wild i mean again not a bad episode of television it just didn't pull me in like some of the others did um you know i i'm never a super big fan of anything that pierces heavily in um that is you know i'm kind of biased in that way because i don't want um like i would like if you're gonna base an entire storyline about somebody being racist i don't want to watch that personally sure um but you know it's 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 fine like we like we mentioned we don't get a whole lot of annie or shirley and i think they're their voices are interesting and their voice, you know, they bring us back. They ground it a little bit. Um, even when we're doing some of the, and by we, I mean community when community is doing the kind of heavier, like big story or not big story, but the big homages, they, they still ground it in this. And, and I think their voice could have been helpful here, but I don't know where you put them in. I'm not, I'm not an, I, I am a podcaster. I'm not even an actor, so I don't write the stories. So I, I don't know. I, I, it, it's just one that didn't grip me, but I know it's, I, I mean, there are parts of it that are very good to me, like my emotions. Um, so I think, oh, I think I'm going to give it a B minus. It's, it's, it's better than some of the, the, the gas leak year, but it's fine. I, so I, I love the, who's the boss subplot. Um, I think it is a perfect C plot because it is abed being abed it is <laughs> true it is greendale community college leaning into being just the weirdest school where this is a legitimate class sure. where they are excited to have gotten the guy who literally wrote the book on who is the boss and who's the boss there was a wait list there was yeah there was a wait list for the class and everything like i love that about that subplot like it's, it's a perfect c plot the a and b plots i'm less excited about um i guess uh we we can call the the pierce plot the a plot it's pierce and jeff bickering and like i said i'm i'm kind of over it at this point like um it's it's fine um it does. It, I, I think the best part about it is it does kind of force Jeff to, at the very end, take that like bit of of uh, Pierce's uh, note that like he was literally he was not doing this to help Pierce. He was doing this to prove Pierce couldn't get a woman that Jeff could not get first. The rest of it, I'm just like I don't care. And the the Britta and Troy plot line i mean you know it's setting some some stuff up for later for sure um it is some decent character work i don't hate it as much as the a plot mm-hmm. um it's you know it, it really leans into britta being attracted to uh damaged men um it leans into troy's insecurities because the whole reason he makes it up is because he's insecure um right and so I, I think the the characterization of the B plot is good. Um, I I don't I'm I'm pretty neutral on it um, overall. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that for me, it, this is kind of a C episode. I mean, okay. it's it's not bad. It is just it's it's not the same highs of community that. Uh, really exist kind of on either mm. side of it um yeah that's a good so point. 
Um, so yeah, I'm going to say a C. Um, it's yeah, decently I, solid, but... Yeah, I think I'm going to lower mine to C+, just because I, 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 you know, even thinking about this episode, like, I just watched this, it's kind of nondescript. Like, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't strike, it doesn't stick with me the same way, like, the PayPal episode does. Sure. Like, so yeah, I think um, a C plus is C or C plus is probably where it's best at. Yeah. I love, like I said, I love the who's the boss plot. There's a reason that I can never remember where the who's the boss uh, sub story is, like what episode it's a part of, because the rest of this episode I kind of forget about. Um, yeah. That's a good way so, to describe this episode, actually. Um, but we want to know what you think. We want to know what you think about this episode. We want to know what you think about uh, what the longest line you stood in was. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to know what you think about Inside Out Boy. And were you afraid to swing over the bar and turn Inside Out? Inside Out Boy, man. I I, I forgot just how damaged I was because of Inside Out Boy. Yeah, we want to know all these things and more. I don't remember what else we talked about. Uh, you there was do. a sizable, there was a sizable chunk in the middle of this episode where I was like, "Hold that thought, Mike. I'm going to schedule my COVID vaccine in real time." And thus, I have forgotten most of this episode because uh, a week from today, I will have gotten my first shot. And you that mean is, a, a week from today as recording, but the day of the. Re- of the, the, the day that releasing. this is released i'm getting jabbed in the arm with some sweet sweet antibodies enjoy that anyways you can contact us on twitter at goodgreendale. you can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com there's a contact form it'll send us an email we'll talk about it read it on the show there is a patreon if you liked this uh and want to support us with your sweet hard-earned money uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Um, yeah, I yeah. think as always, we, we, we appreciate you coming to the end of these. I know we, you know, don't we went don't, some places. We went some places. We also went some places, our Patreon, uh, special. Um, but don't feel like, you know, we just really appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that can you know, chats with us on Twitter. Um, if you've got money to, 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 kick to us for improving you know mics and stuff like that that's that's great not me the microphone sorry i want to make that clear i am not going to improve i guarantee it um but uh you know if you want to kick in some money so we can get some better equipment or do things like that or do fun interesting things feel free we but we we just we love you coming to the end of these and we love you chatting with us and having having a good time with us and that's why we do this so we, we love you. Be safe. And hopefully we put at least one smile on your face. And hopefully it's more than that. And until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. We're both not inside out. So that's great. We did it. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck.